Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. Colin McLaughlin, this is literally the sports doctor, guys. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Welcome into this Tuesday edition of the Sports Mix. Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and uh, the sports doctor, Colin McLaughlin, today. Uh, show brought to you in part by Brown's Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned, full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Sports doctor's here. You know what that means, Nick? It's Tuesday. It's a Tuesday, it's and volleyball. it's a Volleyball Tuesday, the last regular season Volleyball Tuesday of the year. Uh, we'll have Jim Klein on at 12.30 for our weekly segment uh, about the games, and uh, it's going to be a big game tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Got to get the mic on. Yeah, we get to a preview. The first one tonight is uh, Hedgesville at Musselman, number one versus number four in the state, number one versus number three, AAA-wise, I believe, according to uh, Max Preps. And then talk a little bit about Thursday's match as well as uh, Smithsburg travels to Musselman. That should be a fun one as well. Smithsburg, typically a uh, powerhouse over in the state of Maryland, and that's where uh, Jim Klein, my broadcast partner, used to coach. Yes, he did. And uh, before we get into anything else, let's uh, talk a little bit more um, football. High school football in the Mountain State. We're getting really, really close. Uh, November 12th and 13th will be the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, it should be a fun one. Two weeks left of the regular season. One more week for Martinsburg as their bye weeks, the uh, final week of the regular season, so they can rest up and get ready for the playoffs. Yeah, I think, too, uh, you know, that Jefferson-Washington game that we plan on doing during that bye week probably could decide if, if Washington's going to make the postseason or not obviously jefferson you know is already pretty much in just doesn't know what seed it's going to get yet so there's a lot going into that game i think uh potentially if washington's able to get a win this week and uh you know presuming jefferson gets a win as well um you know there'll be a lot going into that game so i think we have a lot of excitement still left on the schedule obviously the game last week didn't uh, live up to the hype but i think there's still a lot of good games left to be played and, you know, this game this week for Martinsburg-Spring Valley is an interesting challenge. Spring Valley's been kind of up and down this year, but obviously, you know, their their level of competition in the state, probably the highest level in terms of the best uh, conference in the state. Yeah, and I would also imagine that WVSSAC football rankings, they come out today just around 2 p.m. Uh, I would imagine this will be a top seven matchup. Yeah. Because obviously – between that uh, Princeton and Bridgeport game, somebody's going to drop down. South Charleston lost to Huntington last week. So it, it, Spring Valley currently, from last week's rating, sit at, rankings sit at 9. So I would imagine they bump up to maybe 7. I think they above they go above 8 because obviously you got two teams that are going to drop. So I think 6 or 7 could be a possibility. Yeah, and we know Spring Valley is a talented program, and their losses aren't bad losses. So... Uh, to Huntington and uh, Cavill Midland, two, two other top ten teams in the state. So, I mean, they've they played some good teams, uh, you know, and, and they should be, I think, a good tune-up for the playoffs for Martinsburg. 
and, and it should be a really fun game down there. And obviously Martinsburg's looking for revenge. And I, I think this year's team has a good chance to get that revenge based on how they've been playing, how, how much challenge they've or how much adversity they've already faced this season, whether it be through injuries, you know, playing some tough games on the road. So this is a really good Martinsburg team. They need uh, and they'll ha- they'll have a lot of focus heading into this game because they want to avenge the loss from last year and, uh, you know, obviously get the win this week and, you know, keep that number one spot. Do we think Jefferson stays at number three? I would because think obviously Princeton, Princeton because lost. Probably going to move up. Yeah, that's what that's what I was saying. Princeton lost, and South Charleston lost. So that's in your top ten. Did Greenbrier East lose, or did they play? I feel like they had a bye. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. But as you're yeah, uh, I feel like they looking play. for that, uh, my point was just going to be yeah, Spring uh, Valley being six and two, nothing to take lightly for Martinsburg. And as you guys have already said it's a revenge game because Spring Valley came up here and beat Martinsburg last year. I know, it was a very East. physical one, and that's probably what it's going to be this week. A lot of ground and pound because uh, of the weather that we're hearing about that's supposed to be there on Friday I is possible possibility, I mean, at least, of rain, which means that you'd think that the field, since it's grass, is going to oh, be I very mean, the, sloppy, the grass, which means oh, you're going to have to rely on the run game. We already knew the grass was going to be sloppy. Uh, if anybody knows anything about Spring Valley you know that they're going to do anything they can to get an advantage when you have grass field. I mean, we even talked with, you know, a while ago, uh, Musselman. Coach Brian Thomas says, you know, at their field, they got a natural grass field. Also, from what I understand, this is the last year between Berkeley and Jefferson counties. Any teams will have grass fields. I believe they're all getting turf fields next summer. Hmm. Well, it's actually just Berkeley County, right? It's about to say the only ones are Hedgesville and, Jefferson yeah, Hedgesville and Musselman are the only ones with grass. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, Coach Thomas said, you know, with a grass field, we just sometimes we don't mow it game week. Sometimes, you know, that, that was definitely transition. obvious when they played Martinsburg. Yeah. 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 I, I remember so, mentioning that. So, some things that you can do as a team with a grass field, but, you know, from some things that I heard about that Spring Valley team is where their stadium is positioned, it's on a hillside, I think. And, the like they can just have rain or whatever if it's supposed to rain the day before or whatever they just open up like the floodgates and they can just flood their field that's from what i heard from somebody that's uh familiar with their situation down there in the huntington area uh but greenbrier east did get a victory last week uh 56 to 6 so those top 10s will definitely move around i think i think spring valley moves up obviously princeton is going to fall back a little bit um as well as I think Jefferson could fall to four, and there's a chance. I don't know because Jefferson's at a 15.14 rating, and University is the only other team that won that's close. And I guess Cabell Midland won, is, but they're both at 13.43, 13.25. So I don't know, but I would think this Bridgeport team gets a bunch of bonus points from Princeton. Yeah, I'd have to agree. And even if Jefferson just goes from like three to four it's still not big of a drop because they can get it back and you'll still have home field advantage for the majority of the uh playoffs yeah definitely and let me pull something up because we said we would talk about it on the show i was asked to talk about it dining with the dogs martinsburg bulldog football is hosting dining with the dogs thursday october 28th at 
5.30 p.m. in the school cafeteria. That's this Thursday. Tickets will be on sale every day this week from 3 to 5 at the Doghouse. You can request tickets from a coach or player. If we do not sell out, tickets will be available at the door before dinner. Tickets are $5 per person, and children under 5 are free. Uh, come enjoy a delicious meal prepared by Chef Jamie Breeden. While dining with company of nine of your nine and no bulldogs, dinner will consist of chow, salad, chicken alfredo, bread, desserts, and drinks. We hope to see you there. That's from the Martinsburg Bulldog football team. Uh, so if you're in the area in Martinsburg and want to dine with the dogs, the nine and no bulldogs, you can do that on Thursday at 5:30 p.m. in their cafeteria. Uh, just we were asked to put that out there, so I've done my due diligence putting that out there. Before we take a break, though, I want to talk a little bit about you know just getting forward. Uh, to this week, week 10 in WV high school football. Uh, before we say that, we will we'll have a little bit of insight on the Timberwolves. Nick and I will we'll maybe talk about it tomorrow, Thursday, in the, on the show. Uh, we'll be joined we'll, on the phone today for the pregame show. We'll, we'll talk with Brad Dingus, the head coach at Spring Valley High School. And then on Thursday after the show, Nick and I will talk with play-by-play broadcaster for the Spring Valley Timberwolves. Matt Perry. So we'll have two angles. We'll have the coaching angle, and then we'll have the broadcasting angle on this on this game this week. Yeah, and, and of course, you know they'll, they'll certainly give us their insight. I think um, we'll we'll know a lot about this matchup. I'm looking forward to it. it should be a pretty good game. And uh, let's just go down and see who everybody plays. We'll be catching up with all the coaches this afternoon, like we usually do on Tuesdays. Back to our normal routine. Washington, they got that 29-27 win over Musselman. They'll host or they'll be at three and five Hampshire this week. Uh, the Appleman that lost to Washington will be at the eight and zero Bridgeport Seniors Bridgeport High School. Excuse me. Um, Hedgesville coming off a bye at three and five. They'll be at Jefferson seven and one. The the Cougars have senior night this week. Uh, Springwell's Cardinals at four and four, trying to fight for that spot along with Washington in the top sixteen. They got that thirty-one to six victory over North Hagerstown. They'll be facing Albert Gallatin out of Pennsylvania. They are six and two on the year. Did I say that right, Nick? Yeah, it's Albert Gallatin. Okay, That's I, didn't a I, team. I didn't. I didn't know if they're I, a pretty good program. I didn't there. know if I pronounced Gallatin or is Gallatin yep. or Gallatin. Whatever. You're good. Uh, and then obviously the the Cougars. Jefferson Cougars seven and one now coming off of that 42 to three loss to Martinsburg. They will host Hedgesville uh, for senior night this week. Uh, we'll be catching up with the coaches today, and uh, should be a good week to catch up with them. Uh, a lot of things, you know, a lot of moving parts these next couple of weeks. Yeah, some pretty uh, tough challenges there for a lot of the EPAC teams from what you uh, read off there. It's going to be a pretty fun one and uh, all around, so well, looking yeah, forward to I it. I think it's this is an especially a good week because when it comes to are the teams in the EPAC fighting for the, that top 16 spot mm-hmm. to get in the playoffs – you got Washington against a Hampshire team that seems to be on their level. Seems to be three and five versus yeah. four and four. And if Washington has struggled in some games, but then they've they've also surprised you in some other games. They were winning in this game. They let Musselman come back into the game, but ultimately winning at the end of the game. And then you got Spring Mills. They uh, defeated, had an easy defeat over North Hagerstown, thirty-one to six. North Hagerstown just one and six on the year now, and then they have Albert Gallatin out of Pennsylvania. That's six and two on the year. So, 
it'll be an interesting test for these teams that are still fighting for spots. And I, I think uh, even Musselman still has a chance if they're able to beat Bridgeport. That would be oh yeah, that I, would be a huge. I mean, that would be a huge upset. That's, yeah. So that like, I was just about to mention that if Musselman somehow can win that game, they would get a huge amount of bonus points. That and, puts uh, them right back in the picture. I'm trying and to figure, you would figure who they play too, next like, week. Who do they play next week? Uh, I'm not certain, but obviously Washington still has Jefferson on the schedule, so that's sure you know too, a tough yeah. matchup. So five and five could very much get you in the playoffs this year. Muscle some will years play you need to go six and four next week. I mean, Parkersburg is usually pretty good. I think they're having a down year this year, but they still probably have at least a few wins that can help you out. Yeah. Uh, but I know they. They have Bryson Singer, who's uh, got an offer from Marshall at quarterback. He's a pretty good athlete all the way around. Uh, so they got a pretty good team. Yeah, and next week sets up for a lot of good matchups in the EPAC. And uh, we haven't fully decided. We've kind of outlined what game we're going to take. But because Martinsburg with the, the bye week next week, you have Jefferson at Washington. You have Morgantown at Spring Mills. And then you have Parkersburg at Musselman. And then Hedgesville's at Hampshire. We obviously can't take that game because we're not going to travel. If we got three games we could take in the Eastern Panhandle. I think we're going to probably do that Jefferson yeah, game just yeah, because yeah. it's EPAC on EPAC. Yeah, it's EPAC on yeah. EPAC in that rivalry, even though recognized this year Bowl. it might seem more <laughs> challenging. But, yeah, it's a pretty big one. I remember last year that game was a absolute thrill. I think it was a one-possession game that uh, Washington upset, if I remember correctly. I'd have to go back and – look but it was definitely a fun one to do and definitely should be as well this year parkersburg has not gw jefferson to see the new turf yeah. it'd still be pretty fun there at washington as well always a great environment there parkersburg has george washington this week george washington kind of slipped in the last few weeks really last five last month or so uh so that could be an intriguing matchup next week and then uh what was the other team that i was looking at Musselman's at Bridgeport, obviously. So if they get that win, though, that would be an intriguing matchup next week where they're hosting Morgantown. Yeah. Or not Morgantown, where they're hosting uh, – where would it go? Where they're hosting Parkersburg. That would be an interesting matchup next week if somehow Musselman can knock off uh, Bridgeport. So I don't know. And never mind, Jefferson actually won last year against Washington. Yeah. 32-29. But I think that will be a good game just – I don't because it's hard to tell with these playoff scenarios right now, you know. Yeah, I mean it's coming down to the wire in uh, high school football, and that's really what you want at this point in the season. You want these games to matter for your program and for a lot of EPAC teams, or really all of them. They still matter in some way. I mean, even Hedgesville, who's probably on the outside looking in, you know, they can still build toward next year, which I think is huge for them, even if they don't make the postseason this year, which it's. Again, unlikely, but five and five could get you in because of how these other teams have been playing as well. Yeah, definitely. And uh, we've reached our first break of the day. I uh, just want to get in a comment from Facebook. Kevin Albright says there shouldn't even be 16 teams in the playoffs. Uh, there's some new scenarios that could come on in the next couple of years, I believe. Did you hear about that, Colin? I have not. I think Matt was telling us something. Triple-A-wise, I agree with him. Yeah. Double-A and single-A, oh, I, I think th- I think the SSAC is looking into doing you know kind of what they're doing with basketball, having okay. four classification systems. Uh, but yeah, that... Yeah, that makes yeah, that'll do it for the first segment. 
Second sponsored by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience by your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you if you don't like it. They'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com. When we come back, we'll talk Shepherd football. Getting a, a lot of things going on as we get closer to the playoffs for Division II football. That's next on the Sports Mix. All my memories gather around her. This is Eric from Hagerstown Ford. I want to thank you for your continued support of helping Hagerstown Ford's efforts to be number one in the region. As we get closer to this extremely aggressive goal, I want to recap why Hagerstown Ford should be your only consideration when buying your next vehicle. Number one, we have the best prices from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C., from Hershey, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland. I assure you, price will not be the reason you don't buy from Hagerstown Ford. Number two, we have a real return policy that's better than Walmart. Seriously, if you don't like it, return it. We'll give you three days to make sure you love your new ride. And finally, we'll bring your new car, truck, or SUV to you, just like Amazon does. Never step foot in a dealership again. Stop the silly back-and-forth negotiations that make everyone crazy. It's dumb, and it's a total waste of time. Besides, we hate it worse than you do. Simply log on to HagerstownFord.com and let us make your next buying process fun, easy, and risk-free. What do you got to lose? Visit HagerstownFord.com and let us cater to you. See dealer for details. A DUI arrest can have a devastating impact on one's life, your job, your driver's license, and in some cases, your very freedom. My name is Harley Wagner. I own and operate West Virginia's only exclusive DUI defense firm. Since 1999, I've been representing citizens throughout the Eastern Panhandle and state of West Virginia charged with DUI. Let my years of training and experience work for you. The initial consultation is free at the Wagner Law Firm in Martinsburg. Phone 304-901-7400 or online at WestVirginiaDUILawyers.com. It's NCAA Division II football on TV10 as the Shepherd University Rams travel to Bloomsburg for a matchup with the Huskies. There goes Ronnie Brown into the secondary 30, 25-20, still on his feet. Cuts it back at the 10, and he'll get into the end zone. Touchdown, Shepherd! What a move by Ronnie Brown. Pulse with the cleanup block. The Rams roll into Redmond Stadium on a four-game winning streak. Kickoff is scheduled for 2 p.m. with pregame coverage beginning at 1.30 right here on TV10 and WRNR-TV on YouTube. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix. Spencer Dupuis. Nick Verzellini, the sports doctor, Colin McLaughlin here. A little quick segment. We'll talk a little about Shepard Rams football. Yesterday, uh, Ty Hebron named PSAC East Offensive Player of the Week. Had 11 carries, 174 yards, a pair of touchdowns, and Shepard's win 42-38 to over Westchester on Saturday. Uh, Shepard moved to 12th. They dropped one spot in the latest AFCA Division II coaches poll for this week from 11th to 12th. Uh, in that poll, above them in the EPAC is IUP, and that's that's it. Cutstown's not even above them. Interesting. What about Slippery Rock? Slippery Rock Slippery is Rock Rock falling apart, man. They've lost back-to-back games, haven't yeah. they? Yeah, they won last week. Oh, they ended I don't up know. Yeah, they came back and won. I, I know I, they were trailing, but... All I know is that they're, they're not hmm? in the top 10. 
I see that on the uh, coaches poll, Shepard's now in the top ten, and then obviously yeah, the whoa, regional whoa, whoa, rankings whoa, whoa, came out whoa, today. Whoa, as well. They're tenth in the divi- no in the D two football dot com uh, poll. It is. They moved up one spot from eleventh to tenth, and in front of them in that poll in the PSAC is nobody. They're the top team in the PSAC on this poll, which doesn't to me. Cal, that kind of makes more sense to me. Since Cal U isn't that Cal U Pennsylvania isn't that in yes. the PSAC? Slippery Rock, they're, so they're 14, Slippery Rock at 16, Cutstown at 21, and that's that's it in the PSAC. Uh, then just now, during the show at 12.15, we got an email from Charles Ransom, the uh, SID, Sports Information Director at, uh, at Shepard. Junior running back Ty Hebron has been named to the D.C. Touchdown Club Honor Roll. He's one of seven ath- student-athletes to earn this honor. So shout-out to him for that. Uh, other players include Bowie State, Catholic, Army West Point, Navy, Christopher Newport, and Georgetown players. Uh, but the main thing we want to talk about here is the first, uh, let me pull it up, the first Super Region 1 rankings came out for the 2021 season. Shepard comes in ranked third behind 7-0 Bentley and 7-1 Cutstown. Other PSAC schools in the poll include uh, California University of Pennsylvania, IUP, Indiana, Pennsylvania. Cal is at fourth. IUP is at seventh. And Slippery Rock at eighth. I believe it's the top six that make the Division II playoffs and the top three hold home games in the first round. Yeah, so obviously, you know, in pretty good position is Shepard right now. Uh, to make you know a Division two playoff appearance, but they still got a lot of work to do uh, in the regular season with their remaining games. That potential game against Slippery Rock, um, depending on how the conference works out, which you know, presuming Cutstown wins out, uh, you know the Rams will have to play Slippery Rock in the last game of the season, which is still a good game uh, to help improve your rankings. So. Um, yeah, they're they're in a good position right now. But as we've seen over the last few weeks, you know, really any team in the PSAC can win on any given Saturday. And you know, teams that maybe you you look at them and you see some questionable losses on their schedule, but then they come in and they still have a great performance. Like Westchester had some losses, and and you know they they were obviously a pretty good team. I mean, based on how they played on Saturday and really kind of surprised me and, and how well they threw the football. Obviously, we knew they had a good running game, but uh, didn't expect their quarterback to come in and throw five touchdowns and 275 yards. So you got to take it week by week, but right now uh, they're in a good position. Well, and if you're Shepard, in order to get in get in the PSAC championship game representing the East Division, you need Cutstown to lose out. You need Cutstown to lose to Millersville this weekend and Westchester next weekend. I don't think that's going to happen. I, I, mean, I mean, I don't think so either, yeah. but that's what you need in order for Shepard to uh, to make it to the PSAC East Championship and for Shepard to win out because uh, Shepard's obvious one loss. So, cuts down 5-0 in the, in the conference division, I guess you would say. That's how they do their rankings, uh, their standings. Shepard 4-1, and one, so that one loss to Cutstown. So, even if Cutstown just lost one, they'd still get the tiebreaker because they beat Shepard. So, Shepard needs to win out, and Cutstown needs to lose two. So Shepard needs to be six and one, 
and Cutstown needs to be 5-2. and two. The odds of that seem to be very slim with the way Cutstown is playing so far. And they got Millersville. That's their homecoming game. And then they're at Westchester on November 6th. So I'm a bit confused at one point. You said something earlier, and I don't know if either you guys could help or if uh, somebody in the Facebook comments could help. You said for the Super Region, six make the playoffs, correct? That's what we got and in you a get text message from games. Matt Miller. No, you get the first... Well, the first top three, you get... They home get the game home game against. But how those. do you make a bracket with six teams? Like, because I think it, three win. It's and in each region, I believe. Okay. Yeah. So, so how, how do, when does we're it in split super region. I think there's four region. regions. Okay. I don't know. This is the text know. we got from Matt Miller earlier. Shepard is third in the first NCAA Super Region One playoff rankings. They need to stay in the top six for a playoff spot. In the top three, gets them a home game. Okay. So, that's all I know about that. Is from what I was told by him. That still would be pretty intriguing to see. And the other thing that's interesting is, is there's no automatic bid. Yeah. So, like, even if you win the PSAC, you don't necessarily get in. But obviously, like, the PSAC's respected as a really good football conference. So, yeah. like, if Kutztown wins it, they'll be in. Or whoever wins it will probably be in. Uh, but it's not guaranteed, which I, I find interesting. So, you know, they'll fight for that spot in the region. Um, but I believe there's four regions so it's uh that that's i guess how it works that is how it works all right we've hit the next break the end of this segment sponsored in part by orsini's home store not just an appliance store designer bedding and cabinets outdoor living family owned and operated at 360 hack wilson way in martinsburg go to orsinis.com when we come back we'll talk with jim klein he'll be joining the show with the sports doctor colin mclaughlin that's next on the sports mix i'm breathing deeper than i've ever This is Eric from Hagerstown Ford. I want to thank you for your continued support of helping Hagerstown Ford's efforts to be number one in the region as we get closer to... Hi, this is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, not just Traeger, we carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. WVU Medicine continues to expand to meet the needs of our growing community. We're excited to offer high-quality health care in the Shepherdstown area at our new medical office facility located on Route 45 West at 60 McLean Way. Services available at the new WVU Medicine Shepherdstown location include primary care, behavioral health and psychiatry, and specialty care. Plus, two departments of Berkeley Medical Center are on-site, lab services, and x-ray services available weekdays 7 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. Make an appointment today at WVU Medicine. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti. When you need justice. 
The number one Martinsburg Bulldogs have just one game left in the regular season. Snap back, placement down, kick is blocked, it's blocked and it's taken right out of the air. Racing down the near side is Cam Shallis with blockers, he's to the 40, to the Jefferson 30 and 20, he's to the 10 and Shallis is going to return it all the way. The undefeated Bulldogs travel 362 miles to Spring Valley to take on the Timberwolves in a redemption game from last season. This Friday with pregame at 6 and kickoff just after 7 right here on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. I'm about to lose my mind. You've been gone for so long. This is literally the sports doctor, guys. He is the sports doctor, and he is Colin McLaughlin. And the voice you just heard, Jim Klein, the coach, the TV10 analyst for sports. And there he is, Jim Klein. How you doing today, Jim? Yeah, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, guys. All right. Well, before we get into the segment, I want to uh, make sure that we stated everything correctly. I got a text from Matt Miller during the break. The top seven make the playoffs with the top seed getting a bye in the opening round. Two host seven, three host six, and four host five. There's your clarity. Colin. Yeah, that makes more sense. So thank you, Matt Miller. Thanks, Matt. Uh, do you have any comments on that, Jim? I know you're an avid Shepherd guy. No, man. I, I Absolutely. The cuts down loss looms large. I mean, they're going to be lucky to get that one home game, you know, as a number three seed if that holds. It, it's it's a tough road to go. The defense has got to play, I think, a little bit better here moving forward. I think I saw I read last week they were ranked something like 114th uh, in D2, and I just you know you have to question whether or not that's good enough to get it done. Well, you have that ranking, but then you have the number one ranked offense. So if your team could put up points, do you trust your defense like they did at the end of the last game to come up big at the end of the game? Yeah, that's boy a, t- a lot of weight in a 42. 30, uh, 38 shutout with uh, 50, what was it, 58 seconds left? Man, that's scary. All right, well, let's talk about what you're on here to talk about. Volleyball tonight, uh, big game, big match at Musselman High School. Uh, the Apple, the Lady Appleman host the Hedgesville Lady Eagles, 34 and 4 and 2 for Musselman, 27 3 and 2 for Hedgesville. And not necessarily the. Uh, I don't. I don't think it would be for the EPAC, is it, Colin? I don't, I don't know because if they split, both would have the same EPAC record. So I don't know how they do the uh, tiebreaker. I'd have to look closer at that. I don't know, but they're the only teams in the EPAC that are when it comes to volleyball. They're kind of. It seems like they're head and shoulders above the rest of the EPAC. Yeah, I think most people would agree with that. That uh, Hedgesville and Musselman are definitely the uh, top tier, and then you have the middle ground area that uh everybody keeps fighting for and right now struggling still is a uh, jefferson but obviously we've seen them definitely challenge everybody else with in the epac including martinsburg that one time with the five sets even though martinsburg still won it's something that 
always shifts back and forth. But yeah, definitely Hedgesville and Musselman are those top two teams, even uh, close to being top two teams in AAA. I believe it's number one and number three, so it should be a great match tonight. All right, Jim, what's your thoughts on this when it comes to uh, potentially an EPAC championship tonight on the line, but it's, it would, the both teams would be 9-1 and one on the season? Yeah, the, the, the sports doctor, is, his analysis and prognosis is always right. Hedgesville, I've got, according to Max Preps, 8-0 against common opponents. Musselman right now is 7-0 against common opponents. However, mm-hmm. Hedgesville has the lone set loss to Spring Mills, whereas Musselman's record against common opponents is unblemished. Musselman has run the table. If you go back to September 28th, Musselman and Hedgesville went all the way through five sets. Musselman did have a resounding win in set one, 25-18. However, the, previous four, the, the following four sets were decided by nine total points. It was a marathon match, and I would expect tonight at home Musselman to be in a similar type of test, not necessarily convinced that they, they will win, but at home versus on the road, they, they seem to be a little bit stronger, at least on paper. Definitely agree with you there. Uh, Nick, do you have anything right now? If not, uh, I was just going to say, you know, we haven't really had Hedgesville on in a while on TV 10, I feel like. So I guess uh, what what are some things that stand out to you about them and how do they, I guess, uh, match up with Musselman? Because we've seen Musselman here the past few games uh, play some pretty good volleyball. Yeah, that's a great question, Nick. Hedgesville runs a 5-1 offense. So what that means is at any given time, there's one setter on the floor with five attackers. Musselman tends to run a 6-2 offense, which reduces the total number of attackers their, their setters tend to run opposites, so at, you always have three attackers in the front row, but you tend to have a smaller lineup. So if you look at the total number of blocks for Hedgesville, it's a little bit higher. Conversely, the total number of kills for Hedgesville is a little bit higher. But you can only glean from that what you can from any amount of statistical data. Are they both counting kills exactly the same? Are they both counting blocks? Are they measuring half blocks or assists? in a different format. My concern for Hedgesville would be you've got that one lineup where your setter runs the whole way across the front row and you only have two attackers. That becomes a situation where Musselman might have a bit of an advantage. Hedgesville has three attackers with over 100 kills. Skylar Yates, number one hands down at 478 kills. The number one attacker for Musselman, Hannah Howard, at 302. However, Musselman has five players with over 100 kills, and that's where the advantage of the 6-2 comes into play. When your setter's running across the front row, you lose one-third of your attack for those three rotations. Musselman has the ability, if they're passing well, to be able to move the ball around, whereas Hedgesville relies so heavily on Skylar Yates. If Skylar Yates has an off day or their setter, has an off day. They run into a situation where it can be it can be pretty tough. Richmond, the junior for Hedgesville, has 821 assists, which is amazing, even in a 5-1. If she has an off night, that whole offense comes crashing to the ground, whereas Musselman, Hutzler with 389 assists, Shipley with 428. It's much more of a ball control. They spread the offense a little better, which, which keeps Hedgesville on their heels, and that's, that's the way you win matches. Yeah, great point, definitely, Jim. That's something I 
we all will be looking at tonight for this match and uh hopefully it's turning out to be the top one that we've uh seen out of the epac obviously being the, obviously being the uh two of the top three teams in the state and the last time these two teams met it went five sets yeah it was at Hedgesville so do you think just the home court advantage for Musselman and the environment typically it's a pretty loud crowd they always even travel on the road but definitely there in Inwood they make that um, Musselman High School gymnasium absolutely packed do you expect the same thing tonight and will that give them a little bit of an advantage yeah, you, you would have to assume that there's got to be an advantage at home for Musselman. Although, on the road, they came out and their most resounding victory was that first that first set win against Hedgesville. We also know from talking to some parents in different situations like that that, that Musselman has battled with some, some times where they've made unforced errors and had periods of complacency. And you, you wonder if that comfortability that comes from playing at home could be an advantage for Hedgesville because Hedgesville is going to come in. They should have a little bit more nerves, whereas Musselman might be a little more relaxed playing at home. The, the, the situation in being in an adversarial confrontation, you know, with that away crowd, that could be motivating to Hedgesville. And knowing that they've got something to prove, they were in that match. Sets two through five, nine total points. And Hedgesville, you know, they won 25-23. They were up 2-1 to one and lost set four 27-25 back on September 28th. So they have to believe that they can win. It's going to be a matter of executing at the right times. Jim, you mentioned the complacency at times for Musselman this season. And, you know, having this challenge with Hedgesville, how much do you think that kind of helps, even if they were to come up short tonight, to tune them up for the playoffs, knowing that this is a big challenge and this is what they'll probably face uh, come playoff time? I would imagine that your question is exactly what runs through Coach Martz's head as he you know battles whether or not it's lineup changes or different things like that. The fact that they struggled a little bit on their last you know their trip down to South Carolina, I would think that he would look at that as it brought them back down to earth. They came back, they went to Spring Mills, they, they did what they needed to do. Uh, you know, it's one of those situations. I'm sorry, went to Martinsburg, did what they needed to do. It's one of those situations where. Having lost or having faced better competition in some of those situations, you would hope that they would come out with more energy and not get into the, that, that bad rhythm where they get caught flat-footed and things like that. Jim, uh, final week of the regular season this week for high school volleyball in the Mountain State. Sectional tournament starts next week, November 1st through 4th. That is Monday through Thursday. Obviously, in volleyball, the section, the Region 2 does two sections, That Section 1 being Hedgesville, Martinsburg, Musselman, and Spring Mills. Uh, it'll be a big week next week for Section 1. Yeah, and I think that you know everybody has an opportunity to fine tune this week coming into that. I mean, we you know the sports doctor mentioned last week as he was talking about Morgantown and the fact that Martinsburg is in a excuse me in a quad match, and then they're also going up to Clear Spring, and then Musselman's brought Smithsburg down, who I'd coached with for for seven years. Smithsburg should be no slouch, even though they start four freshmen. It, there's a great opportunity for teams to make last-minute adjustments, and that's something that, that Colin actually talked about throughout the season. 
watching things like in serve receive where they've given up two or three points and not make make adjustments this is the time of year where the the whole playbook for me opened up i mean this whole last week two weeks of the season is when we put in all of our slides all of our shoots all of our clicks everything was lit up because it's big time next and for us at the state tournament it was you know one and done so sectionals and advancing and different things like that are are, are super important and there has to be that awareness and a follow-up to that one i'm just looking at the schedule on max preps it, it at the so on saturday of next week will be the region two championship and uh it's region two consists of hampshire jefferson and washington it only seems like uh, Musselman has played Hampshire or has not played Hampshire this year, so they haven't even seen him yet. Yeah, we we've not followed Hampshire. You know, we did see Washington and Jefferson. Jefferson is obviously going through something, some rebuilding. Um, even though they did take you know Martinsburg to five sets, like Colin mentioned, Washington actually looks somewhat competitive in, in the one match that we did with them. Hampshire re- remains a mystery, so you know it's not even something. They're not even a team that I looked up, and hopefully, you know, the coaches that are are, are, are you know faced with scheduling them are are not going to overlook them because that's the biggest uh, opportunity for a letdown. All righty, final question, I believe, unless somebody else will think of something. As you mentioned earlier, Thursday is Musselman against Smithsburg. Smithsburg being the team that you used to coach. What is it like to finally get to see your old team back up against the uh, top team in the state of West Virginia for you? Well, Coach Baked, you know, Rachel, she played for me 95 to 98, won my first state championship with her. Now here it is, you know, from 1998 to 2021. We're looking at, you know, 23 years later. I still look at her as a scrawny freshman who wore number, you know, number eight, standing across the, the the court, looking lost and confused. But she was super athletic, dynamic. She just had a sports IQ that was off the chart. It, it, it I take great pride in seeing these student athletes develop, whether or not it's as moms or employees or supervisors, and or in this case, a very successful coach. I believe she's won 10 state titles. She's in the Sports Hall of Fame. Uh, there, there will be a lot of emotion, I think, for me, you know, and, and pride, really, that comes from watching one of your kids grow up and be successful. And if Musselman hands them to business, and, and if Musselman would sweep the match or do something crazy like that, which is not far beyond the, the realm of possibility, having seen Musselman play, then I, I, you know, I, I'm still not going to look at her accomplishments and think any less of her. She did say she starts four freshmen. She considers this a rebuilding year. However, when I look at the scores and the things that they've done, clearly they've been competitive in the state of Maryland. So I, I think it'll be an interesting match. I don't think that they will lay down. They did sweep Martinsburg last week three to nothing for whatever that's worth. Um, that at least on paper, when you look at a sweep, means that they've got to be competitive at that level. And Martinsburg has a big team. They have the ability to block. Fennel's played very well outside. Bella Ray is, uh, has an uh, intimidating, um, you know, middle of the court. So it, it, this is going to be a great week. I'm just glad to, to, to have a prime seat. And I think the sports doctor is bringing me a, a chair tonight. I don't have to sit in the bleachers. I'm, I'm totally stoked about that. Yeah, he is. We're setting it up a little different this week at Musselman. And uh, thanks for coming on, Jim, and we'll see you later tonight. 
Yeah, great show, guys. Thanks a lot for having me. That was Jim Klein, TV10 sports analyst for volleyball and soccer sometimes, and sometimes freshman football. Well, we've reached the end of this segment. Segment sponsored in part by Parsons Ford, Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com. When we come back, we'll wrap up the sports mix, talk a little uh, Capitals and Wizards. They played last night, maybe some Monday Night Football, and uh, the World Series starts tonight. That's next on the sports mix. Stayed there till they forced us out and took the long way to your house. I can still hear the sound of you saying don't go. For new car dealerships and for used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons' goal of financing for all. And Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Safety doesn't come from owning a gun, it's knowing how to safely use it. Valley Guns 2 off I-81 Exit 5 Inwood offers four levels of defensive handgun training. Get started with Basic Handgun 1, a one-day course focused on six fundamentals of shooting, basic safety, and gun handling. Then sign up for Basic, Intermediate, and Advanced Defensive Handgun courses. Valley Guns 2 has a 197-acre complex in Hampshire County with a 2,400-square-foot indoor facility and various ranges. Find out more at valleyguns2.com or phone 304-229-4411. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! Conveniently located right off 81 at 214 Mid-Atlantic Parkway, Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials, including happy hour 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. with $2 domestic bottles and $2.50 domestic drafts. Monday night is trivia night, Thursday night is wing night, and Wednesday and Sunday night is steak night. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! Hey, Crusher Hornby here. Larry DeMarco, broker of Modern Realty Results, believes he has some of the best real estate agents in the Eastern Panhandle. Agents at Modern Realty Results have years of experience and knowledge of the local real estate market. Agents within the office work as a team to provide quality customer service. We strive to always ensure client satisfaction through handling every transaction with honesty and integrity, all while offering competitive rates. Modern Realty Results is veteran-owned and managed. Please call us at 262-4222, modernrealtyresults.com. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix, sponsored in part by the Marriott Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343 or stop by their offices at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. We'll close things out on the Sports Mix today, talking a bunch of national kind of sports, but we'll talk uh, Wizards and Capitals first. The Wizards drop now their first game of the season. They are now 2-1 on the young season after a 104-90 loss to the Nets. Nets 2-2 two two on the season now, but 38 points for the Nets in the first quarter, and the Wizards unable to overcome that as they only scored 20 in that quarter. Yeah, I mean, didn't really expect much going into that game against Brooklyn. Uh, you know, a really good team, so 
you know, the Wizards are still trying to figure things out with their chemistry. I think they've gotten off to a decent start at two and one, um, and have played well for the most part. But you know, you get a time behind like that to a team like Brooklyn with all their firepower is going to be tough to come back and win. Um, and obviously, they weren't able to do that last night, but. It's a long season. So, I mean, they actually kind of owned Brooklyn last year, which was kind of funny. Yeah. That might have to do with Westbrook wanting to play well against KD. I don't know. Probably. Uh, They're tomorrow night. They are at the Celtics. We will not have a one. That was a 7.30 tip-off. We'll actually have the Capitals tomorrow night with a 7 p.m. puck drop against the Red Wings 6.45 pregame show. But the Capitals, now they're – they have not lost in regulation this season, sitting at 4-0-2 now after a 7-5 slugfest, I guess you could call it. Not really a slugfest, a goal fest. Win over the Ottawa Senators yesterday, including a hat-trick from TJ Oshie. And uh, here's his hat-trick goal. Final 10 of the period. Deep in the Ottawa zone. Wraparound try, they score! It's a hat-trick for TJ Oshie and the Capitals lead it six to four. And uh, Ovechkin put the finishing touches on the game for the seventh goal for the Caps. He had two game goals in the game. And they got one. Here is Eller on a cross. Ovechkin with a shot off Gustafson and somehow able to just shuffle that off in the corner. He blocked it. He's a big body. It wasn't pretty, but he got the job done. The penalty is over. Capitals. Unable to find the insurance tally, but here's Ovechkin. He scores! Loose in between the circles. Ovechkin, second of the game. It's 7-5. to five. And I believe Ovi is now four away from tying... Who's, who is Brett that? Hall. Brett Hall for fourth all-time in goals. He's only 29 or 30 now away from tying Yadimir Yager for third all-time. Yeah, pretty Which, great I, that's, start. That's the possibility for this season if he can hold that. I think he could get into sole possession of third if he can continue to doing continue doing what he's already done so far on the season. But sixty five goals away from number two, I believe. Which is yeah, that'd be a crazy that, season. That would be like vintage. I think he scored sixty five goals in one season, maybe. Yeah, that, that, seven or that'd be six. crazy to do in his seventeenth uh, season, and I don't believe that a lot of people probably think he can get 65 goals but definitely off to a great start getting a win last night that first period you saw a struggle in the last one there against calgary in which they were down three nothing and then in the second period tied it up to go three three and last night it was the opposite they were up four one in the first period and then allowed it to get tied in the uh second at four to four so then they put it back up and we're up six to four back and forth but even though they won, there's still obviously some issues, maybe goaltending, maybe defensively. It's something that needs to be figured out. It definitely is. Because especially with a youthful team like them, you don't want to allow back into the game like we had last night. Yeah, definitely. And uh, when you uh, look, you got to continue success because this Metropolitan Division is not getting any easier. Their caps are currently sitting at second in the division. The Hurricanes are at Hurricanes, excuse me thinking about West Virginia too much are at 5 and 0 and the Rangers are at 4-2 and 1 the Penguins are at 3-0 and 2 the Blue Jackets are at 4 4 and 2 and 0 so they're all there within you know that's 19 points to, to that's 
that's 10 points to set to eight points right there. So that'll be an interesting division going forward. <laughs> As we've got uh, just about 30 seconds left tonight, starts the World Series, the Astros and the Braves. Uh, quickly, who's who wins and why? Uh, I think Houston wins this series, but I'd like to see Atlanta win. I think it could go either way. Both teams are hot coming in. I think Houston has just more talent overall than uh, the Braves. I I kind of agree, yeah. I'd like to see the Braves because the Astros are, you know, the cheating Astros, but we'll see. It always comes down to pitching, and I I give the edge to Houston. All right, well, I I don't want Houston to win, but I think they're going to win in seven games because I can't take the Braves. Uh, But for the sports doctor for coming on, as always, for Jim Klein for coming on, for Nick Verzellini, I'm Spencer Fui saying so long, and we'll talk with you tomorrow. Tomorrow.